Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company owned by former Army fullback, former Army uh, assistant coach, and former Army um, officer Joe Ross. We thank Joe Ross for sponsoring this podcast. And this is an impromptu uh, guest here uh, on the on the fly. Really appreciate Terry Baggett coming on. Terry, thanks for a few minutes. Really, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Sal. I mean, thanks for having me. It's a, it's awesome to be here. Yeah, um, you know, saw you on the sidelines for uh, the Miami Ohio game on Saturday. I guess you you went back to Mikey Stadium. You were rep- representing the Seventh Infantry Division, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, um, just just talk a little bit about your experience there on the sidelines. You know, when you were doing that CBS Sports Network interview, Christian Anderson's going uh, taking it to the house, right? So, I mean, that had to be a really uh, neat experience just to be back at Mikey Stadium, right? Yeah, absolutely. So just being back in general, I think it's the third game I've been back to. Uh, and then, you know, always being around the team is awesome because uh, once you leave, you never get anything like that again. Uh, so being there, number one, was was an amazing experience. And then on top of that, uh, as you alluded to the interview, <laughs> you know, in the middle of the interview, you know, questions are going on as planned. And boom, Chris Anderson's and I catch him in the back of my eyesight going to the end zone and uh that's what Tina said. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> and they went back to the the uh, the broadcast. So it was pretty cool to see him score that touchdown, uh, and, and great timing as well. Yeah, um, you know, at that game uh, Saturday, right? He had two long runs, and I know that some people were thinking, "Oh, may, he's going to break. He may be maybe breaking your record, and you might be there in person to see it." Right? I mean, he he was having a really good game. Uh, uh, he he left the game uh, due to injury um, in the fourth quarter. But uh, man, what a, what a performance! What a what a day to be back, right, Tara? To see to see something like that um, firsthand. Absolutely, and I and I think I, I said this to Tina as well. I, I I was hoping that you know if anyone was was going to break the record, it'd be the best day to break it right there, where I can just hand the mantle off uh, to them and, and celebrate with them. You know, so uh, <laughs> it, it was fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that wasn't your first time back since. Um, since your playing career at Mikey Stadium, but w- what was kind of that experience like for you? Because you also got to spend some time with the team, I'm guessing, and I, I maybe even in the locker room after the game for the for the uh, post game celebration. That must have been must have brought back some memories. Absolutely, you know, uh, being there when the team won, and then uh, you know, I got to Coach Munkin allowed me to say a, a couple words, so I gave about a thirty second, very brief <laughs> speech. Uh, you know, just showing my appreciation for the team on behalf of the brotherhood uh, for continuing to be, uh, you know, guys who work hard and who fight and who win. Uh, so awesome to be in there. The, just the energy of being around uh, the guys and seeing all the, the locker room and smelling the locker room, you know, just all those feelings that bring you back to the glorious days of football and also the days of football that, weren't that fun right so uh it was good to be there i mean on brave old army team right when they sing on brave old army team at the at, at the end there that's i mean you see I, i've only seen it on video i've never been in the locker room for that but that that's just my you, you were singing in the you were singing in the background too i'm guessing huh absolutely i was singing and jumping around and celebrating with everyone else just as happy nice nice um 
What from from afar? What 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 is your take on the program right now? I mean, I know I I I talked to you maybe a few years back. It might have been when Jeff Munkin was first starting um, um his his uh, tenure. But I mean, man, it's just like uh, this year four and zero start, um, picking up right where they left off last year, and now you know heading into Ball State, uh, looking for that fifth win. I mean, wh- how do you see the program so far this season? Uh, I think it's. Uh- clearly in great hands and it is in great shape uh i got to talk to coach munkin and i got to talk to you know coach vd uh after the game as well and you know i i think that they're on the right track and i mean they're on i don't know if they've been on a better track in recent years right i mean they are really doing well and even when they make mistakes they're they're playing so well at the beginning of the game, it's just hard for anyone to even uh, capitalize on those mistakes. So I, I just think, um, man, a coach Munkin has done a great job and it seems like they're firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. I'm trying to, so your senior year was 2014, right? Uh, yeah. So coach Munkin's first year was my senior year. Yeah. What was that? Like the transition, like what was that you went from Ellerson to Munkin? I guess it was a little bit different uh, mindset from from the two coaches, but uh, you know the whole lock locker room stuff. If your locker's a mess, you're going to the visitors' locker room, that kind of stuff. What was that like for you? Because you were you were one you were one of the captains that year, right? Uh, I was on a leadership council, uh, and so okay. I, think, I think that has transitioned into a a position of being a captain. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't at that time, you know. It was uh, Jeff Bacon and Larry Dixon were the two That's right. uh, team captains yeah, sure. that year. Oh, I think they got like four, or they have they got a lot of captains now. So, uh, <laughs> but yes, I mean stark stark differences. Just the biggest difference I would say is Coach Munkin's expectation to win, and therefore the expectation that everyone did the things necessary to win. Uh, and, you know, with that comes a lot of differences in how, you know, what is important. Is your locker looking good important? Yes, because it's part of what it takes to win. Uh, you know, is working hard in the weight room extremely important? Yes. Is it important that everyone finishes through every single sprint and will we stay out here until some, until everyone does? Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> will we do this drill again if not everyone is perfect? Yes. Uh, and so... Those were the things, the fanatical focus on those small things, which are the keys to winning. And, and I think that was the the biggest difference. And, uh, you know, like I, I told many of my teammates and who were there and who uh, have come after us, right? It wasn't fun necessarily, right? But it was what it took to be successful. And so it was 100% worth it. Yeah. And now, um, now that all that hard work is turning into a lot of winning and it's turning into a lot of fun for the team. So, I mean, um, man, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your, your memories. Cause, uh, you know, I, I remember that, uh, 2013 game against Eastern Michigan when you had the 304 yards. I remember talking to you after the game and as, as usual, you were your humble self, you know, and, and, uh, just, just what, what do you remember the most the, about that game? What I would say, what I actually remember the most is that there was a run in that game where Larry Dixon broke like 11 tackles, and it was way more impressive than any of the touchdowns I scored. So I think he, I, he, I think he literally broke. If you if you ever rewatch the film of of that game, and you can see the run, Larry, I think he made everyone on the team on Eastern Michigan. He broke their tackle, 
he eventually got tackled at the end, but it was like a, a 20 or uh, 30 yard run where he just, he ran through or around 11 people. So uh, I remember that. And then I used to remember, uh, you know, as I said, you know, a lot of holes, a lot of seams, a lot of celebrating with uh, the O-line and other running backs and the receivers all in the end zone. And so it was a, uh, it was a great day for army football, but most importantly, we won the game. Right. So that, that yeah. was the, the most important thing that day. 50 to 25, that score was. I mean, you guys were putting up the points in that game, no doubt. Um, who were some of the guys that were blocking for you in that game? Like, who, who were some of your O line? I'm trying to remember who who was on the team back then. Yeah, you had uh, like uh, Momo Kime, uh, Steve oh, yeah. Shoemaker, you know, Tom McDonald, uh, all those guys. Uh, I think Ryan Powers was still there. Um, <clears throat> so it was a good, a good group of people. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And that was, I mean, a little bit of, well, I mean, you were kind of running this. Was was Munkin's uh, option offense that much different than what you were running with Ellerson, or was was there that much of a difference or no? Uh, I think the focus of Coach Munkin's office, offense, right, is the fullback. And yeah. so not necessarily different in terms of um, the plays, right, but in terms of execution and play calling, uh, Coach Munkin – in my assessment is much more fullback quarterback heavy. Uh, and I, I think the quarterback heavy is, you know, a function of it being fullback heavy because those, that two, that two way split right there just gives them a lot of options with quarterback follows and, you know, quarterback essentially zones. Yeah. I, I think that um, Munkins, I see a little bit shotgun every once in a while. Out of the Munkin offense, I don't know if I saw that back in the Ellerson days. I'm trying to remember um, back in the Ellerson days. Not not a lot. No, it was pretty much under yeah, center right. most of the time, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much straightforward. Your here's your triple option. You know, try, let's see if you can stop us type thing. Um, now I want to just go over two quick things. What you want? I always bring this up, Terry. It's something that you know is in your background. It's in your DNA. When you were when you were a high school athlete, right? Um, back in the day, you did play basketball, and I remember saying that you saying it wasn't your 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 might not have been your best sport, but there you are in your in your high school basketball days. You were guarding some guy who's playing on the Lakers with LeBron James now, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I mean Anthony Davis, right? I mean right. That, that that to me that's like kind of a little bit. I always. That always pops into my head when I when I think of Terry Baggy. I think of 304 yards. I think about you know what the type of player you are, type of athlete you are, team first guy. And then I, then I think Anthony Davis. So you know, I mean, that's a that that, that must have been. Uh, I mean, do you even can you even remember back to then or now? I, I certainly do, and, and you know, uh, I was uh, I will say once again, you know, my high school basketball team was very good compared to my high school football team, and so. You know, I played on the team with like Jaleel Okafor, who was a number one draft pick. And, you know, our rival team uh, at Simeon had that's where Derrick Rose graduated from. And Jabari Parker, who was also a number one pick, we played against him uh, on like every year, two or three times a year. And so I just had the the luxury of opportunity to play against guys like um, Anthony Davis, and you know that was when we played him. That was his year where he had just he had grown like seven inches over the summer, so he had just become a huge player. He, his high school team actually wasn't that good, um, but 
you know, playing against him and uh, like Mike Gilchrist, who was the number one player in the country when he was playing in high school and so many other great athletes, but playing with great athletes like, you know, Sam Thompson and Mod Starks and Jabari or Jaleel Okafor are just a lot of amazing guys who were top 25 in the nation in basketball. So it was, it was a great experience uh, and it, it helped me learn a lot. That's why I, I learned a lot about what it took to win, right, from basketball in terms of winning at a high level uh, consistently. And uh, it, I think it helped me, especially when we got to the Coach Munkin era uh, of, you know, reinstituting the processes to be successful. And so I was able to draw on that experience uh, later. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, St. Patrick's, that's a team that I followed. And that's how I, I remember seeing, like, you on the court there uh, watching their games, I think, in Florida or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this is – now he's a running back at Army. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff, man. Um, just um, before we leave, uh, just give us a little update about what you're doing in the Army and maybe how um, football may, may may have helped you so far along in your in your Army career. Yeah. So, you know, I graduated and I went to uh, Ranger School and Airborne School. And then I, uh, I went to the 82nd Airborne Division and uh, I was a platoon leader there that I went to 3rd Ranger Battalion um, at Fort Benning, Georgia, and served with uh, guys like George Fletcher and Jeff Bacon and uh, Pat Mealy, uh, who were all at 375 around that time. And then I uh, went to the captain's career course and I came out here to 7th Infantry Division and commanded a company. And now I'm the aide to the division, to the division commander. And I would say football has helped me in, in all of those, uh, those positions in terms of understanding leadership and probably most importantly, you know, being a good teammate and understanding what it means to be part of a team. I think that's the number one thing I bring to the table as well as uh, really remind the people that I work with, right? Whether I'm in charge or not, because uh, right now I'm, I'm very far from being in charge, right? As a company commander, I was I was in charge of 150 people. But now that I work for a, uh, a two-star general, you know, I'm nowhere near in charge, but I still need to be a good teammate in order to help get things done. So uh, football has certainly, certainly played a huge role in terms of understanding that you know what I do as a teammate matters, and if I if I'm not doing my job, then somebody else is not going to be able to do theirs. Absolutely. Well, it was great to see you back at Mikey Stadium right on Saturday, and uh, you know, just um, just brought back a lot of memories, and really appreciate you hopping on tonight. Um, you know, hopefully we can get you back on maybe in the future. Uh, talk talk a little bit more about you know your time at army and also maybe the, where the program is right now. I mean, there's some big games coming up, Terry, right? You got, you got a after ball state, you got Wisconsin and wake forest. Wake forest is looking pretty good so far this year. So those are going to be, we're going to see what this army team's made of in the next, uh, next month or so. Absolutely. I think, I think I know what they're made of. So I, I'm excited to see uh, these games and see army uh, roll along. Nice. Nice. Terry, great, great to catch up with you and all, all the best. All right. Thanks a lot, Sal. I appreciate it.